So, brethren, it's a pleasure being here once again. And I would like to continue my segment on marriage. Today's topic will be marriage is a God witness covenant. Therefore, it is not merely social institution. It is not a merely a social institution. So all scriptures will be read from the King James Version Bible. So I'll start. Now in the last two segments, we saw that marriage was the oldest of all human institutions. In addition, we noted that it was a God-ordained covenant contracted between one man and one woman, and that the marriage covenant transformed them into an husband and a wife. So today's segment, however, my mission is to show that marriage is a God-witness covenant made between a husband and a wife. This covenant is a sacred institution and was designed by God to be dissolved only by the death of one partner. This being the case, therefore, marriage should never be treated as a mere social affair, but must be regarded instead as the most sacred and unique human institution. Now, the notion of marriage being a God-witness covenant is not a theological fabrication concocted by me. Never. Now, what I would like persons to do is to read carefully the comprehensive discourse on marriage given to us by God himself through the pen of prophet Malachi and observe that God himself ascribes to marriage the designation of a covenant as we would read or have read in Malachi chapter 2, verse 14. This being so, when one contemplates divorce, one should always consider the fact that God was a witness to his original marriage. Moreover, with respect to a second or third marriage, while one's original married partner is still alive, there is no biblical evidence whatsoever that God is witness to such unions. In fact, the evidence, to the contrary, seems overwhelming. That being so, those subsequent marriages are but social man-ordained alternatives devoid of the divine sanction associated with marriage. Now the fact that God is witness to every duly constituted marriage lifts it from a mere social plane and accords it appropriate divine approval. This makes marriage a very serious affair with which neither married partner nor any other third party should interfere. This fact finds ample ventilation in the following text, which would be read from Malachi chapter 2, verses 12, 14, and 16. And it goes like this. The Lord will cut off the man that doeth this, the master and the scholar, out of the tabernacle of Jacob, and him that offereth and offereth unto the Lord of hosts. Yet he say, 
Wherefore? Or why should God do that? Because the Lord had been witness between thee and the wife of thy youth, against whom you have dealt treacherously. Yet is she thy companion and the wife of thy covenant. For the Lord, the God of Israel, saith that he hated putting away divorce. Therefore take heed to your spirits that ye deal not treacherously. So that was Malachi chapter 2, verses 12, 14, and 16. So the scripture highlights the seriousness and sanctity of the marriage institution. Also in the second covenant, better known as the New Testament, God has taken care to confirm what he spoke in Malachi's spiritual air. The following quote surely highlights God's hatred for divorce and remarriage. So I'll be reading. I'll be reading now. Right? And the Pharisees came to him and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to put away, meaning divorce, his wife, tempting him? And he answered and said unto them, What did Moses command you? And they said, Moses suffered to write a bill of divorcement and to put her away. And Jesus answered and said unto them, For the hardness of your heart he wrote you this precept. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife. And they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God had joined together, let no man put asunder. And in the house his disciples asked him again the same matter. So the question I'm going to ask now, brethren, what matter was so important to the disciples that warranted their asking Jesus twice in the same day about it? And the question which Jesus' disciples wanted to settle was whether it was lawful for a man to divorce his wife, as we read in Mark chapter 10, verse 2. Jesus answered, accordingly follows in Mark chapter 10 verses 2 to 12 and I will be reading verses 11 to 12 it states and he said unto them whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another committed adultery against her and if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another she committed adultery this is what St. Mark, whose gospel targeted the Roman world, was inspired to write. And St. Luke, whose gospel had the entire Gentile world as his target group, likewise wrote the following divine directive for all Christians of Gentile background to adhere to. So I'll be reading Luke chapter 16, verse 18, which states, Whosoever put it away his wife and married another, committed adultery and whosoever married her that is put away from her husband committed adultery so i am asking this question can any honest 
well-informed child of God who understands the implication of God being a witness at a couple's marriage ceremony or all duly constituted marriages, for that matter, seriously encourage anyone in general or a Christian in particular to divorce and then be remarried while his or her married partner was still alive? Now, my answer to that question will be, I do not believe so. Dearly beloved, that one may be honest, but he or she is obviously not well informed. As far as the institution of holy matrimony is concerned, brethren, read Malachi chapter 2 verse 14 and observe that God not only says that he is witness between a man and the wife of his youth, but implicit in that said verse is the notion that if even a man divorces his wife, God still considers her to be the wife of her former husband. This makes marriage an inseparable God witness covenant. So as I come to an end, brethren, in closing, therefore, as a son to a father, and as a daughter to a mother, I appeal to all true servants of God to study carefully Genesis chapter 2, verses 23 to 25, Mark chapter 10, verses 2 to 12, Luke chapter 16, verse 18, and Malachi chapter 2, verses 12 to 16, underscoring verses 14 and 16 in Malachi. And understand that God does not approve of this divorce and remarriage business. Because of this fact, wisdom demands that you desist from assisting anyone in violating the plain word of God. For if you do, God's judgment of Romans chapter 1 verse 32 hangs over you. For you ought never to forget that marriage is not just a man-made social institution. It is evidently a God-ordained and a God-witness covenant. Read Malachi chapter 2 verse 14. And a true servant of God should never be a covenant breaker, facilitator. Instead, he should be an active participator in marital reconciliation and reunion. So that's the end of my segment today, brethren. I will be live next week again. Have a safe and productive week. Remember that Jesus Christ is returning and he will be returning soon. Prepare yourselves for Jesus Christ's return. Surround yourselves with people who are walking the straight and narrow path and who can assist you upon this journey. Brethren, spend time in the word. Read your Bibles daily. Let the word reign in your heart. So brethren, have a safe and productive week. I will be live next week again. So bye for now.